1: Oh, yes. This is Gary Borgendale back on the air with you. Thank you very much to our sponsors for those kind words as we jump back in to Sturgis Bike Rally. And uh, we had a great conversation with the founders, Michael and Paula Bushilla, and what they're doing out in Sturgis, South Dakota. And I was going through the list of people who have been out there, and I came across a one that people might recognize And that is Mr. Scott Black and from Like It Matters on our Freedom 1570 uh, at 11 o'clock Monday through Friday. Mr. Scott, are you there?
2: Brother, how are you doing?
1: Good to hear your voice. And you are out in Sturgis (laughs) as well. Is that what I understand?
2: Yeah, you know, it's a a beautiful day to be in Sturgis, South Dakota.
1: (laughs) And uh, one of the things that's always enjoyable when I talk to Scott Relative to this time of the year, and uh, it, generally he's kind of beat up uh, by the time he goes to Sturgis, <laughs> and uh, once he gets back uh, from Sturgis, man, he's flying high because God is at yeah. work. Tell us, how did you get connected with this, Scott?
2: You know, uh, you know, uh, before the pandemic, uh, we uh, we did leadership training uh, about uh, six times a year in Minneapolis. You know, I. Uh, uh, my forte is leadership training Gary you know that I've been doing uh, like it matters leadership training for 30 years uh, it's transformational training and it's by referral only and so we started getting a, a pretty large base in in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area changing lives and at some point uh, the bashillas, uh were referred to us went through and uh, sent a lot of other people as well and so Uh, Michael was telling me about this ministry he had. And this was uh, over about almost seven years ago. And uh, I said, well, man, I'm going to come out. I I don't think Michael believed me. You know, he just finished my training and Mr. Black, you know. And uh, so uh, when it came up, said, yeah, uh, I'm I'm coming out. And I got to tell you, Gary, after the first year, uh, I told Michael, I looked at him, and I said, this is now my ministry. So uh, it's been now six years. I've been out there the last six years, and until the Rapturo, uh I plan to come out every year until God pulls us out of here.
1: <laughs> so what, uh, what prompted you that deeply to be involved with this, especially after you went out there that first year?
2: Yeah, you know, Gary, um, I always tell people I've never been on a motorcycle. Uh, I don't have any ink. I have the same pasty white skin that God gave me when I was born. There's no ink on it. Uh, and and that's what hit me. You know, the, the fact that we are called to go out to all the nations. Uh, we're called to go out to—we're called to be uncomfortable, Gary. We got way too many comfortable Christians. We got way too many comfortable people going to hell. We got way too many comfortable people going to divorce court. Uh, and I believe that uh, we grow outside of our comfort zone. Things go to our comfort zone to die, Gary. That's a that's a graveyard. Our, our relationships die in our comfort zone. Our marriages die in our comfort zone. Uh, the, uh, the the church at uh, Ephesus was told by Jesus that uh, you've lost your first love. You've become too comfortable. And so I like to push myself outside of my comfort zone. And so I run across people that I would never interact with, Gary. I, oh, yeah. I ran across people that I would probably— change walk to the other side of the street if i was walking toward them and 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 they're not because they're black uh not because any other reason but because they're bikers and i i don't know what that means and so uh i i felt convicted uh and when i saw what happened when i was loving on people the, the big old tattoos and big old you know stickers and all this and tough guys and to laugh with them and uh, to uh, to put a hand on them and pray with them and to to serve them by getting on my knees and getting on my back and wiping down their bike and drying up their bike, uh, it, I, it's hard to explain, uh, it, but it, it moved me. And I said, you know what, uh, this is something I got to keep doing.
1: So, uh, you know, Michael shared a lot of the different stages that they have with the bike wash out there. The beginning prayer and and the mm-hmm. food and. And the cleaning and, and the boots. And so what what is yeah. your specific role that you have in that, um, what would I call this, the Salvation Assembly line? I'll call it that way. Yes. Yeah.
2: I uh, I prefer the drying part. You know, it, it's really kind of the last phase they they go through. They drop off their bike uh, uh, to get washed, and then while their bike's being washed, they go off to the different things. They'll get broth, get ice cream, get their shoe shined or their leather done, whatever it is. And then usually they come back around to meet up with their bike when it's in the last bay which is the drying bay and uh i like that bay you know yesterday i actually washed for the first time but uh in the dry bay i, I get a chance to talk i get a chance to pray over the bike i i always pray over the bike uh, no matter what. And then I, if I can meet with the driver, or the rider of the bike, I, I ask them if I could pray and ask them for certain things. I, I like the interaction. I like the ability to actually look the person in the eye, maybe put a hand on them, give them a word of prayer. So I prefer that phase of it.
1: Now, one of the things that's really interesting, too, so do you have a story this year or even last year that still stands out for you, what this meant and we're talking to Scott Black, uh, who is out in Sturges at the Free Bike Wash at the rally at the motorcycle rally out there. So, Scott, is there a story that really sticks with you relative to what's happened even this year out there?
2: Oh, wow. Uh, i, I got to tell you, one little note I want to say before I answer that question is, is the main reason, Gary, that I actually love to come out here, I'm going to be honest with you, is uh, it's 24-7 about God. It is 24-7 about God. There are 24-hour prayer teams. It's kind of like when I was in the Army. You had to have someone up every hour to, to on what they called fire guard. And so, you know, everything's about God. We pray together. We eat together. We serve together. Uh, we, we sleep in the same building. Uh, and there's prayer 24-7. Everything's about God. And so uh, I, I want to be honest. The, the number one reason why I love this in any mission trip, but it's specific to uh uh, Sturgis is the fact that it's twenty four seven about God, but it, it, and there are tons of stories, uh, you know, and it's it's real spiritual warfare, real spiritual warfare. We are shaking the gates of hell; we really are. We're we're confronting uh, the enemy in his own backyard, and and we're we're giving people hope. Uh, one of the things I love to see, Gary, uh, and this isn't specific, this is general, but I see it a lot. You see people come on the lot that just want their bike washed. They just want their bike
0: wash. Now, they
2: know they're on a church. They know what they're doing. But to see them shift, to see them by the end, even though they want them to push away the God stuff, do this and just, you know, do your best. But every station, someone reaches out to them, asks them to pray for them. Every station, someone's talking to them. Every chance. And so to see that transformation when they're on that lot for 15 to to 45 minutes and by the time they get off to to willfully want you to pray for them and, and the goals. The goal if you gotta know this, Gary, is when they say, No, you know, I don't really know Jesus or no, I've kinda walked with God, but I've never really made the commitment yeah, and then yeah. when we get to be a part of that process when come we on. pray them in.
1: Come uh, on, come that, on.
2: It's sweet. It's so sweet, Gary. It's a, It's nectar. It's a beautiful ripe peach. You know that sweetness. It's uh There's nothing like it, brother. Nothing like it at all.
1: Boy, I was uh, in Spirit of the Lord Church about two months ago and did the invitation to Christ and and uh, after we did the prayer with people in the audience and two people raised their hands. Man, you get jacked when that happens. And it's yeah. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. It works, and then it's like yeah. the next part of it is your. You're humbled because God yeah. has entrusted you with their eternal destiny. And so that's what excites yeah. me about what uh, Michael and Paula were talking about. Uh, upwards of 100 people every year. And these yeah. people would never, never yeah. enter the door of a church. And yet they're yeah. coming to the kingdom. They're being prayed in like people with like you with Scott. So thank you for what you're doing out there. Um, tell me a little bit more about how... This impacts your faith, and what is you know you talked about the prayer and that about how do you come out of here now? Are you out there for an entire week, Scott? How long are you out there for?
2: Yeah, yeah. We I drove up like I uh, left Friday night from Texas. You know, I'm in Fort Worth, uh, so I left Friday night at eight o'clock. I uh, got to Meridian, Kansas, where I was picking up Larry. Uh, he's one of the leaders there, and. I, picked up larry got to his place at three o'clock in the morning and uh we drove away at 4:20 in the morning so i got about 40 minutes to shut eye and we we drove another 11 hours to get here and yeah i will uh we'll have our last day uh thursday uh and then we'll clean up we'll pack up and then uh we'll head out friday morning so yeah it's uh it'll be about eight days in total and yeah i always come for the whole thing i always come for the whole thing and you know it is tiring we're in the sun. We're working hard, on the morning to night, and and plus I have other obligations. You know, I do way of warrior dot blog, so I send out to a thousand people every day scripture, and I'm up at four in the morning doing that, and then I normally do my five o'clock prayer time, uh, and so and then we have dinner at night, and then I spend some time in the Word, and the, and one of my favorite things, uh, Gary, and I realized this over the last two or three years, is my biggest ministry is not actually out there on the Tarmac. My biggest ministry. I've realized this over the last couple years is to the other people who are serving. You know, God. God gifted me. With scripture knowledge, with psychology knowledge with leadership knowledge, and so uh i, I get to uh, to to speak life into I get to counsel, and a lot of these people when I meet them here and they're volunteering, I invite them to my training and so then they come to my training it changes their life and you know it, it's building this web of believers uh in the strength uh, and it's 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 incredible there's so much going on uh outside the church walls Amen. that is for the church. Uh, and it's, it's incredible we're going to yeah. take a short
1: break It's uh, when we get Mr. Scott Black going man it's like it's difficult <laughs> to uh, call him down but we're going to take a short yeah, right. break mm-hmm. and then we'll be back we'll talk a little bit more about Scott Black and what's going on at the Sturgis rally and how Jesus is being known this is Gary Borgendale we'll be right back after this break
2: sleeping in a king size
1: bed but you're going to Never underestimate the power
2: of the Schwartz.
1: Well, what a great day. What a great day. We've had a great conversation with uh, Michael and Paula Buschillap out at the Sturgis Bike Rally. We got to hear the story of Lisa accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior through the prayers of Michael Bashella. And now we have Scott Black on with us, Mr. Scott Black from Like It Matters on our Freedom 1570 station. Uh, his program is 11 a.m. Uh, Monday through Friday on 1570. And you also can go and more information to his website, likeitmatters.net. But I want to come back with you, Scott. And really my question is that This is getting you outside of your comfort zone, and I think we have to, as Christians, need to do more of that. Explain how you got outside of your comfort zone to come out and be part of this.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Larry—Gary, sorry, Gary. I'm used to leading. You know, I'm used to being in charge, uh, you know, at likeitmatters.net and— uh, way of warrior dot blog I mean like it matters radio uh, I'm used to being in charge I'm used to leading it's always nice uh, when you're the lead dog uh, but you know my forte is leadership and uh, and I've learned this a long time ago that if I if I'm gonna be a good leader then at times I need to learn how to follow if I expect other people to follow me then at sometimes when I'm not the leader I need to be a good follower and so not just coming out here dealing with people I would never interact with before but also uh, I, I get to be a, a follower, uh, and I told Michael and Paula Bushilla uh, because they know me as Mister Black. They've been through my training. That this is this is all of our ministry, but you're in charge, uh, and so I'm a cog. Uh, whatever you want me to, do, if you want me to clean toilets, uh, if you want me to drive bikes, if you want me to, today before I called in, I was washing dishes. I was a dishwasher. I was washing dishes, and uh, the other day I was cleaning some toilets. Uh, and, you know, I get to serve, and so all those things get me out of my norm. You know, we get used to our station in life, and and, and we get used to our position, and 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 we got to juxtapose that. We got to change it because God said that the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And God says your ways are not my ways, and my ways are not your ways. And so we need to get out of our own way, and sometimes do something different so we can have some empathy, so we can have some understanding, and so it also expands us as an individual as well.
1: Great words. You know, and I've learned, too, is that I try to elevate many people and encourage them in how God has gifted them and to walk that way. But there are also times Mm -hmm. where I recognize that I need to lead, I need to be out in front of them, because these are are looking for uh, me to lead. So it's that... That's mm-hmm. interesting just a position that you sometimes yeah. that you need to be that follower and just say, okay, yep. God, I'm here to serve, and other times that you need to be uh, leading out there. Uh, one of the things yep. I want to you know, kind of step back a little bit from this, uh, if you know Scott Black and if you're a fan of Like It Matters and been listening to him, and even if you've t- uh, attended his leadership awakening, this is part of who Scott Black is, and I don't think a lot of people realize it. But I kind of want to sew into this a little bit, what Scott does. I mean, here he's dedicating this time uh, to this ministry, obviously not getting paid for anything, and he has plenty of challenges, but this is where he's at. And so Scott continues to serve that way. Uh, and I so much admire Scott and the many things that he serves that really nobody knows about. And, and why I'm really saying this is because I want to encourage you to connect more with Scott. Listen into his radio program. Um, once uh, the the climate opens up so that we can do leadership awakenings here in Minnesota or, or other places, um, maybe your company would be able to invite Scott in to do a leadership uh, awakening for your company or send people to it. Uh, or if you're pastor of a church, I know he recently had a pastor down from, was it Alabama that you had that went through it?
2: Arkansas. Arkansas. City Church in Conway, Arkansas. And yeah, they went through. Incredible. And we just did a, ch- a, a class where we had um, eight members from their church went through. It was changed, changed them, changed the church, and they just scheduled another one uh, for uh, the end of November. Yep.
1: And so that's an important part, and Scott has also put together a nonprofit now because part of his heart is really to minister to that uh, mental health issues, especially in the urban core where they may not have those resources. So that's one of the things, too, that at net that you can do a donation to some of the programs that Scott is doing. I just, you know, Scott is a very humble person. He doesn't share many of these things. But this time it gives me a little bit of an opportunity to brag on Scott and what he is doing in serving the Lord that many people won't uh, hear about. So thank you, Lord. and uh, Thank you, Scott, in so many ways that you serve the Lord that way.
2: Well I appreciate those those kind words and yeah we we do a lot A lot of people don't know I I we support three orphanages in in Uganda you know uh, three young men that run orphanages for about 30 kids each and I mentor those young men in leadership I feed them the word of God every day we we financially support these three orphanages and you know we got to raise 20 grand to each one I'm I'm buying a piece of property for one we're we already bought a piece of property for one. We're building a, uh, a building on it. And the other one, uh, we got to get a new toilet. Their toilet was shut down. They don't have fresh water. They drink standing water in the ground. And so we've got to raise 7500 for that to build get a water supply to them. So there are – and I appreciate you bring that up, Gary. There's a lot of things. We support a a, a fatherless and motherless family in Gambia. We we basically adopted them. We I send the, the 15-year-old, runs the family. There's a 15-year-old, there's a 12-year-old, and an 8-year-old. We send him to school. Uh, we pay, give them, uh, buy them food every month. We're like their parents. So there are a lot of things that we do when people donate to Net, We are a 501c3. We're impacting around the world. We're supporting people in India. My brain mapping guy has been out of work for a year and a half. They're shut down in India. They can't work. And he's 70 years old. He's he's losing everything. And we send him 500 bucks a month, Richard, to, to keep him alive. And the cool thing, Gary, Richard has never asked me for one penny. And for a year and a half now, we have been supporting him because I know he needs it. He is so appreciative. So thank you for bringing that up because we do a lot of things that people don't know about.
1: Well, thank you very much, Scott. And what I'm going to do is take this opportunity to pray us out for this, Scott. So thank you for your okay. continued service. And, Lord, I just come before you now, and thank you for Scott and Michael and Paula, how they have demonstrated being obedient to you. And it's encouragement to everyone out there. As the Lord taps you on the shoulder to do a certain task, be obedient. Follow after that, because God is waiting to bless us incredibly as we continue to serve you. Uh, This is Gary Borgendale. We pray all this in Jesus' name, and we thank you for this opportunity to be part of AM980, The Mission. We ask your blessing upon Scott and all that's going on at this rally at Sturgis and bless our listeners as they continue to grow and serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Very good. Amen. Thank you, Scott. We will talk to you next time. God bless you.